0: you got to be able to connect the dots to the broader goal and being able to do that, you will then start to see the work that you do in a totally different way that will provide you a lot of fulfillment and a lot of excitement.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull, and on this show, we interview today's industry leaders in talent acquisition to discuss challenges, best practices, and what the future holds. If you're working in talent acquisition and have always wanted to sit down with your peers at other companies to exchange ideas and learn, well, this show is the next best thing. Join us each week as we bring you a new expert interview and extract their expertise. This episode is brought to you by SageMark HR. Transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology. Selecting the right recruiting solutions to enable your strategy is one of the biggest challenges leaders face today. You know technology will help But searching all the options to find out what will work best for your specific needs can be both overwhelming and time consuming. At SageMark HR, we make selecting the right recruiting technology easy. Our proven process has helped companies such as 3M, Comcast, Stryker, Walgreens, and many more. Reach out to us at SageMark HR for a free consultation to learn how we can help you improve results with less stress and confidently change from reacting to leading. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dole. Today, I have a conversation with my friend, Shannon Taylor. Shannon is the head of TA for JCPenney. Shannon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Glad to be here. Yeah, we always have a lot of fun on the conversations we have, so I'm expecting this to not be any different. No pressure, but this will be a good time. So Shannon, let's start out like we always do, just kind of give the high-level overview of your journey in TA, how you got started. That's usually interesting. And then all the exciting places you've been, you've got a really cool background and excited to have you share it.
0: I started out in TA, like most people, I kind of fell into it a little bit and started out on the agency side. I started out as a recruiting coordinator, I was smiling and dialing and generating lists and all that kind of good stuff before the Google and all those kind of good stuff. I always say this, if you've been in as long as I have, you all know the Yahoo Yellow Pages. And so I remember those really, really well. But since then, started on the agency side, worked in finance, accounting, HR, and then transitioned over to tech for a bit, and then decided I wanted to see what was happening on the other side of the fence, right? On the agency side, we always wonder, you know, why my candidate getting hired or what's going on, what's taking so long? And all of those kind of things that happen on the corporate side that, you don't get that feedback on the agency side and jumped into the hospitality space. So I've worked with some really great brands and really cool opportunities on the hospitality side from Wyndham to Hard Rock to the cruise line industry in Royal Caribbean. And so got to do lead global TA around the world. So I've seen it all from high volume to executive search, whether that's in the US or in Asia or in Europe or you name it, I probably have seen it. It led teams around the globe and then transitioned into the waste industry. And I always say is nobody cares about who picks up their garbage until it doesn't get picked up and recruiting and attracting talent in that sort of industry is something that's always fun and exciting. And now I find myself on the retail side and it's a really good journey around understanding the consumer, I'm um, looking at retail differently than I did when I wanted to buy a jacket and what that meant to now understanding how something actually is made and actually gets to the customer's closet and everything in between and doing that with a great organization like JCPenney.
1: Yeah, that's great. Now, really diverse background. I love it. Yeah, that transition from agency to corporate, like on both sides, they don't seem to necessarily understand what's happening until you dig in. You're like, oh, now I get it. Then going through all of your hospitality with some of the best, biggest, best brands in the world, trying to fill that and retail between Lowe's and JCPenney and so yeah, you've had a really, really great background, exciting. You've got plenty of stories, I'm sure. So let's talk a little bit about JCPenney specifically. So talk a little bit about the role you're in, kind of size and scope, what attracted you to the opportunity, those kinds of things. JCPenney won
0: iconic brand, right? I think we'll start with that first as a big attractor. Everyone, we talk about brand recognition and brand penetration. If you say JCPenney to most people in the continental U.S., they all have some sort of life experience with JCPenney, right? Whether that experience is going to back to school shopping as a kid or getting family photos or the catalog that came in the mail and so on and so forth. And so that was one that was a big attractor too, just the history and the story of the to and from of where JCPenney is today. And we're on this fantastic transformation journey. And so as I was introduced to the opportunity and the role in the team, just the idea of what JCPenney used to be, let's call it the last 118 years of the organization versus what JCPenney will be and is going to be over the next 120 years. I just had to be a part of it. And then thirdly is there's this thing at JCPenney that's called the golden rule. And that golden rule is to treat others like you want to be treated. And that's something that has resonated through the organization, through my interviewing experience and by meeting with the different leaders and engaging with our frontline associates to our executives and everything in between. It's truly core to who the organization is and the culture. And that was something that was really, really exciting to me as well. That's great. Share,
1: if you would, a little bit about your team, how the team is made up, like how many people and what kind of teams that you have set up and the type of hiring volume that you're doing, just kind of size and scope it a Yeah, bit Yeah,
0: so if we look now. at JCPenney as an organization, we are about total globally, depending on the time of year, somewhere between 50 and 60,000 associates. And so a lot of our, my team particularly owns all of this sort of attraction to day one for the organization. And so I have a corporate team that supports our several different departments but from a corporate perspective. And some that are pretty interesting, right? So my team gets to support our creative team, and that includes social media talent. That includes design talent. So designers of the shirts and the clothes, one of the things that people don't know is a large part of JCPenney's portfolio is our private brand. So if you go to some of our private brands, we're designing those things in-house. And so we have folks in New York that are on trend and doing some really cool things. So my Some of my team supports that group. Our creative with our commercials and our Our print assets and things like that. So, we get to do some fun things there, all the way to asset protection and trying to make sure that we reduce shrink as it relates to in our stores. And I have a team that does the corporate stuff. I have a supply chain group as well. So, we've got nine distribution centers across the US that support our customer and our supply chain group. So, my team does that. We support customer care. So, we have a customer care to support our customers. So, I have a team that does that. And then what is the other team? And then there is also a team. So we have a global presence. So we have a fair amount of talent in Bangalore as well. And so we have a team there with a structured and a group that supports our, a lot of our tech hiring internationally. And then we have some international business offices that we support from a strategic perspective. Let's talk a little bit about
1: what the state of TA was when you arrived, what some of your first initiatives
0: have been as you've been in the seat. Yeah, you know, it's interesting coming into an organization because I think if anyone's been over the last three years in TA, where an organization was three years ago to where they are, let's say now, the game has changed significantly and has changed faster than the pace of change. Mm -hmm. And so coming into JCPenney, there were not a lot of structured processes. So we come in where the team was doing a really great job. We're supporting the business. We have lots of great brand awareness. But like a lot of organizations, there was some turn in leaders and people, because we're all at that point, a lot of companies were saying 30 and 40% turnover, right? Folks are leaving for different roles. And so there was this whole, I call it the national game of musical chairs. And so it's finally started to slow down. And so you can find your operational rhythm. And I think me coming into the organization, we were looking to find that operational rhythm. Great talent on the team. And so what we started and what we're continuing to do is to look at how do we create awareness of opportunity at JCPenney. Like anything, we have a great brand recognition as it relates to consumer, but a lot of people don't consider working for JCPenney. Unless you're hardcore in the retail industry, a story of what's happening at JCPenney, all the great things that are going on, it may not be somewhere that you see yourself doing really innovative, cutting edge, transformational work that can define the trajectory of an iconic brand over the long term? How many opportunities do you get to do that? And so that's really what I came in to do. One is to really come in and understand from an employer value proposition, what are the things that, why do people want to come to JCPenney? And so working with a partner of ours, we've developed some recruitment marketing collateral, more of a social media strategy across the various platforms to really just talk about what is happening, right? To give people that look feel so they can see themselves here and find that thing that will get people to say I want to learn more. And so that's one of the big initiatives that we are currently working on and embarking on. And so if you go and visit some of our social sites particularly our career social handles you'll see a lot more engagement, a lot more activity and we're continuing to sort of build there. The other piece that we're looking at is we're looking at refining our offerings as it relates to the candidate experience. How do we make sure that our candidate apply process is smooth and efficient? Making sure that people can do it mobile friendly. How do we get better reporting so that we can provide where are our gaps and we can definitely plan to do better things in those areas of opportunity versus going off of that gut feeling, as we all know, right? we all the recruiters we go, we feel like X, Y, and Z is the issue, but the data will tell you really what it is. And so we want to get to more of a data-driven organization. And then thirdly, is to operate more like a global talent acquisition function. So coming in. The function sort of operated in its own bits of silos. And so one of the things that I, I want the team to be able to do is to operate and think with a global mindset, understanding that we have the, all we are all working toward the same goal of providing the best talent to the organization so that the organization can meet its business objectives.
1: Yeah, those are great foundational initiatives and some of them leading beyond foundational. I think we talked right at the onset around kind of establishing that operational rhythm or establishing it's like, all right, we've got all these pockets and pieces of people doing things and they're doing things in a certain way. How do we define what that is? Even if it's in a baseline format to know like, all right, this is the way we're doing things today. Let's clearly establish that rhythm. And then we can dig in and understand where our gaps are, where our constraints are, where the biggest opportunities are. But it's hard to do that until you establish that rhythm and that baseline of this is our... Current state process and how we do things, right? You got to start there. So I think that's really smart. I love the work on the branding stuff. And you're right, a lot of brand awareness around JCPenney. So, what were some of the things that I always find it interesting? What are some of the things that you picked up in your analysis that you wanted to kind of celebrate in your brand messaging that would attract people? What was interesting?
0: It's interesting, right? I think everyone has a perception of what the JCPenney experience is like. And so, what my goal was is to share with people and candidates and anyone that, would, that engages with our career socials to understand that one, we are an evolving, innovative, staple type of organization. Meaning, for lack of a better term, although we're 120 plus years old, we are not an old antiquated organization. We have really great employee experiences. We are diverse. We have lots of varieties of opportunities. So not only the jobs at HACP aren't always just the frontline roles, right? But also, we have roles for, like I mentioned, in the social spaces, as designers, as general managers, as HR folks, as accounting and creative. And so, being able to highlight that and being able to highlight the sort of the inclusiveness of our culture, right? That truly thing around being your true self and bringing your true self to work. We work in a really creative environment. And I can tell you some of our designers. And how they come to work every day is creative and engaging, and it's not cookie cutter. And so I want people to sort of share that and see that. And that's really what it's all about.
1: That's great. And then the final thing you talked about a little bit is like operating as a global perspective. And then specifically, you were talking a little bit before that around like candidate experience and improving that. I like how you're talking about right at the top of the funnel like, how do we make it easier and a better experience for people to actually apply? to our jobs. It's amazing in this industry how many organizations don't think about that and just roll with whatever applicant tracking system I have, whatever that application process (laughs) is, it is what it is. And you know what? I probably got people falling off left and right, but I'm going to address other things first. And it's a really important piece around that mobile enablement, ease of application, because reducing friction is critical for candidates in this market for sure.
0: It is. And the market is shifting, but it's not. It's shifting in a different way. So candidates have opportunities out there. And so what you want to do, to your point, you want to reduce the friction. You want to remove the speed bumps so that the speed bumps of other, let's call it opting out actions, right? So Mm -hmm. as anything else, right? I think if we look at how candidates apply as we experience our own lives, we make choices in the moment based on Convenience, and so, for example, you go to a restaurant, and we'll pick a fast food restaurant. And you pull up to the drive-through, and the drive-through has a line more than four cars. You may decide at that point, I think I'll just go somewhere else. You may really want that, and so you take that same sort of consideration, and you say, "Well, if I'm a candidate, and I may be really interested in a particular opportunity, however, you know, there's four, five, seven steps that I have to go through outside of the norm." to take an action, maybe I'll decide to go do something else. It's not that compelling. There are other opportunity options that I have. And so being able to create a smooth apply process that is clear to the candidate, that provides them an update as to where they are, that they understand the role. like It's the holy grail that we're all trying to get through as TA professionals, but that's the journey that we're on. And with candidate experience at the forefront of that and everything that we talk about and everything we do. You need it to
1: mirror your buying experience as a consumer everywhere else, where it's frictionless, real-time, mobile-enabled, easy, like all of those types of things. It's funny. So, you know, obviously we engage with a lot of organizations on an annual basis around their technology and with high-volume recruiting and large organizations. And I always ask the question, like, when's the last time you tried to apply for a job with your organization Mm -hmm. through the process? And a lot of people... Like they just kind of either forget about it, or they run recruiting, or they're an executive or hiring manager with the organization. They've never tried to apply, <laughs> and then you go in and you're like, "Well, that's clunky. That doesn't really work on my phone. This is taking me nine minutes to do this." And I'm like, okay, somebody's coming in. It's taking them nine minutes, and it's clunky and it's hard. How many people are just, to your point, going to say there's easier ways to get a job yes. out there? So there's other mm-hmm. opportunities. I was interested. This experience tells me a lot. I'm not interested. So yeah. it, like starting on that front end, and we're talking a lot about the application process here, but it matters. And because that's, that can be the first touch with candidates, and it can tell them a lot about how much you value their time, how much you value their experience, how much you're actually thinking about your process. And so that's,
0: it's interesting and it's important. A lot of candidates take that experience as a reflection of how work gets done. So, when yeah. they're deciding whether they're going to join an organization very early on, if my initial interaction with your apply process is painful and tedious, and it doesn't have relevant questions in it. Is that how work gets done when you're trying to propose an agreement or yeah. you're trying to short an initiative or you're trying to get a budget approved? like those are the kind of broader based thinking and things that candidates think about, and I think about subtly that You only get one time to make a first impression. So how do you do that in the most effective and impactful way possible?
1: It sends a message 100%. And yeah, as they're going, that process at the front end, you want to be engaging. And the recruiting process in itself is like marketing. It's conversion rates. It's Mm -hmm. like, how do you engage, capture their attention, get them excited, convert the right candidates from step to step to step? And if you're having friction and pain and frustration and candidates are dropping off, you're going to have a really hard time moving the right candidates through your process to the end goal. And the Mm -hmm. other part of it is in this market, especially for some of the talent you're looking at, it's highly competitive, will continue to be highly competitive. A majority of the jobs that people apply to are going to have that painful experience we talked about where people have just I use whatever my ATS does and I just let it go. And it's the nature of the beast. It is what it is. I haven't invested in figuring out how to solve around this. And so the job here is just like everywhere else. Nobody really cares. like They just want me to apply and go through this pain. And if you do invest, it differentiates you. So
0: it's conversion
1: and differentiation. It's important.
0: Yeah, it is. And even on the back end of that, right, it's making sure that once you do can't get candidates in and you get them through the interview process, and it's even sort of that offering and closing process, right? Making sure that my team is aligned to our comp team, that's aligned to our HR partners, that's aligned to the hiring leader. So we don't get to the finish line and we're standing at the altar and we can't close the deal, right? Yeah. And so making sure that our comp structures are aligned and that we're being fair and equitable across. And so there's a lot of things that we are doing internally to smooth out the process. So that is as painful as the job search can be, as we all know it can be for candidates when they get through those things to try and make sure that they have a pleasurable experience all the way through to the acceptance of there's still excitement. And then also ultimately when they land on day one and they have a fantastic onboarding experience.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you and I both been in this space a long time. Easy for us to talk about it. We know actual execution is hard, challenging to do those yes. things. But it's easy to cast the vision and say what can be, and we've both been in large transformational roles trying to <laughs> fix this kind of stuff. When you actually do it, it's hard, but it can be done, and it's got to be deliberate and thoughtful and planned out. And so, it definitely can be done. Let's shift gears a little bit. You talked a little bit about kind of vision for the future. Are there other things that you're looking at strategically? Either inside of JCPenney or that you're keeping your eye on just in the TA profession as in general, as far as things that interest you in the future, things that you'll
0: focus on in the future? That's a great question. And as we think about the future of JCPenney, we think about transformation as the word that comes to mind. Right. And yeah. for us on the TA side, our, our ability to transform with the candidates' changing need are key. Our ability to be efficient with the business's changing needs are key. And so for us. You'll probably hear this a lot if you talk to a lot of different TA leaders, right? Artificial intelligence is something that we are looking into the idea of a more personalized experience, meeting the candidate where they are and leveraging artificial technology for us to do that is going to be something that we are really going to be focused on going forward, as well as a recruiter efficiency. As this market is changing, and so as we know, it ebbs and flows, whereas at one point, in the let's call it in the COVID, we were all struggling to find applicants. You didn't have to worry about the idea of how do I get through these applicants quickly because you went from getting two hundred to ten. And now that's going to start to change. And so, how do we make sure that one, our sourcing efforts are efficient, and two, how are we making sure that we're reaching and connecting to the best candidates first? And so, leveraging the different, looking at different solutions around how do we do that? How do we remove frictions around the scheduling of interviews process, reducing the, you know, all of those kind of things. So that way, speed is going to be our key differentiator in this market, and So that's something that we continue to look at. And two, how do we providing the candidate what they need when they need it and how they need it in the ways that they want it. And that's more that individualized sort of experience that we're trying to get. That's really powerful stuff. I would
1: say probably 80% of the engagements that we work with large organizations, are along those lines. And the market is definitely moving around that on how people start creating more of a modern experience, AI-enabled, automation of routine tasks, customizable candidate journeys, things like that. Like We get really good, really fast at designing that for people. Now that you mentioned that on the podcast, you're going to probably get flooded with all these technologies that are going to be (laughs) like, Shannon, I can solve your problem. So I'm sorry about that. But you and I can both help Sort through the ones that will actually work for you. And that is a good point, too, is that the market is picking up on those needs and the marketing initiatives for all of the tech is definitely all on AI enabled, like seamless process, speed, all of those kinds of things. Some work, a lot don't work. And so it's really about how do you understand exactly what your needs are, vet those solutions appropriately, and get the right tech enabled delivery model that has the right mix of tech and people to create that experience that you want for those candidates. And that's the holy grail. That's threading the needle for sure. Getting that in place, it's not easy, but when it's done, powerful. And it changes everything. It's really powerful. So yeah, I love where you're going. I think it's great. It's progressive. It's where the market's moving. And those who don't do that are really going to get left behind and really be in trouble, I think. So it's really smart.
0: And that for us, from a tactical TA perspective, that's really top of mind for me and then for my team and I, and the, let's call it the strategic part is we are having those conversations with our leaders around developing our recruiting strategies. Of Are we going to go down the path of a build strategy or a buy strategy and or something in between? And making sure that when we're looking at our structures, are we a spade or are we a pyramid? And really focusing as we get to our budget seasons in the next few months and that kind of thing to say, Hey, leaders, we've got to create opportunities at the foundation of our organization so that we can bring in early talent. So we don't have to pay the premium for the, I call it the talent in the middle. We can yeah. create our own. And as a TA leader, what I want to be able to do is I like to talk about the tactics and the blocking and the of talent acquisition in our systems and our processes. But where the rubber meets the road is for us in TA is we are those individuals that are need to be the voice of the business to make sure that they understand. We can go out and buy this talent, but that acquisition part, like you have mergers and acquisition, that acquisition part is the bottom line in our value. And so how do we make sure that the business understands that we can go and acquire a different set of talent that will get us in a different place? But we've got to think about the structure of the organization and how we are shaped today versus where it looks tomorrow. And we bring in all the technology and the solutions that we have to go to support that. And man, it's a really exciting outcome that the business will see over time.
1: Yeah, it's a really strategic way to think about it. And it's the right way to go about it instead of just building design on what you want versus what the business needs. It's paramount. And That's great. So last question I have for you, and it may take us down a couple of paths, whatever, but I always like to get your perspective on some advice that you would give others in the TA space. You've had a lot of diverse experience with some great brands experienced some really challenging build-outs and transformations and things in your career, what's some advice that you would share with others that's helped you or you think could be helpful for others?
0: Ooh, oh, man. So I would say is continue to be curious. I'm always questioning and wanting to understand and seeking to understand. And I think being able to do that will put you in places that you never thought you'd be. Know that the work that we do in TA is universal. So try not to pigeonhole yourself. I will tell you, There's some folks that like to be experts in in one place or another, and I think there's a place for those, but I enjoyed the variety of it all. And and through that variety, you recognize that they're all very similar with small nuances. And those nuances can be the things that can get exciting. The other thing that I would say is for folks early in their TA careers, you've got to be able to connect the dots. There's the moments of the tactical efforts of talent acquisition, but you got to be able to connect the dots to the broader goal. And being able to do that, you will then start to see the work that you do in a totally different way that will provide you a lot of fulfillment and a lot of excitement. And you get to kind of to start to, to play with it and get creative in more ways that you never thought of. And then for our experienced leaders like myself is we've got to connect with one another. We're not competitors. We've got to foster their relationships across whether you're a TA manager, a TA director, a VP, or whatever that may be, across industries with competitors. like At the end of the day, the talent pool is the talent pool. And we're all out there trying to figure out what's the best thing for us. And so the sharing of ideas, the collective relationships is something that will help you think through, and I think through what works best for my organization. And There'd be great things that I'm doing today that somebody could be doing at their organization and vice versa. And let's not be afraid to share and let's connect.
1: Those are great pieces of information. I knew it would be good. Thank you for that. So I would say, yeah, that final piece around the collaboration and how do we collaborate, innovate together, share information, build and solve problems and raise all boats for the profession. A lot of what we've faced in TA is, even if we design the best business case, the best solution, a lot of what we spend our times as either executives or people helping executives is that influence and education piece of this is going to be different. We have to have the courage to do something different. I have a well thought out case for change, but it's going to feel very different than it has before and influencing people and getting that buy-in and that support, whether it's executive leaders or IT or operations or procurement or whatever it might be helping to get that. We all had to help each other there. I love how you talked about at the beginning of being curious and thinking about like curiosity and how to apply your learnings and use cases that you've had across all the different industries and things. At the end of the day, yes, we're TA professionals, but the best of us are problem solvers at heart. We like to look at take our knowledge base and solve complex problems and enable. Ultimately, what you talked about is that business value. Like it only matters if we, all of our efforts generate business value. And the more Absolutely. value you create for the business, the more positively you'll be viewed, the more opportunities you'll have, all of those kinds of things. So I think all of your points there were excellent, Shannon. You did a great job today. Really appreciate you joining us and thanks much.
0: Ryan, thanks for having me, It's been a fun. We always have great conversations and have a great one, everyone.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share the episode with your network. Ready to transform your recruiting practices with leading-edge technology, just like our other clients at 3M, Comcast, Striker, and Walgreens? then reach out at sagemarkhr.com for a free
0: consultation.